0: Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of The Climpy Point. My name is Captain Ben and joining me as always, Mr. Tim Murphy and mr paul murphy i'm here they're here all right perfect yeah you wonder let- why nobody watches wait what I'm sorry, <laughs> <laughs> come on man relax you know on, we're just getting started just we're just straight. getting started all right let's get everyone situated and settled and let's go ahead and welcome our special guest of the evening you may know him for his rotary sounds but recently you know him as a line judge for College Kickers Round Three. I'm sorry, Season Three. Oh, the hell. What are you doing? What? So somebody. What's that? Oh, okay. Yeah, he's Oh.
1: Oh, it's a rotary. <laughs> it's Jeremy
2: Lowe. Uh- <laughs>
1: <laughs> just trying to uh-huh. get him, you know. Hyped up. Hyped up. Yeah, yeah, he's in. Hey, Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> he looks
0: very hyped.
3: Am I am I supposed to unmute now?
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome aboard, sir. How are you?
3: Good. How are you?
1: Uh, we're appreciative of the high definition version of Jeremy Lowe. <laughs> yeah. Very appreciative. Like I said, we interviewed Dwayne Ramsey and, and Will Parsons and Pat, and they all look like we're looking through the bottom of a beer bottle. Yeah. Right? Like the, the, the glare and everything. So it's it's nice to be able to like, hey, I know that guy
3: nice well, get too. This, this super high-tech iphone 11 on a tripod
1: there you go <laughs> you're not supposed to hey, release your secrets it looks great oh uh, it looks great you know but it doesn't have like 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 greasy like paw prints all over it so <laughs> over the camera and stuff it hasn't been dropped into like a, a bat of engine oil either
3: <laughs> that does happen now
1: yeah well. yeah so so jeremy Lowe, um i want to go ahead and start off for those people that don't know uh your background and where you came from you were a pro, pro formula drift uh competitor um but prior to that we knew you down here as one of the uh what do they call them the rotary twins is that what you call it you and dan chilton coming down here and with your rotary sounds but for those people that don't know you um what did you what form of racing did you did you start out in drifting or were you drag racing what got you Or like where? what got you start in motorsports
3: um when i was a kid my dad road race, um, a lot of drag racing. And, uh, I didn't really do, I, I raced carts for a couple of years as a kid, like when I was like eight years old. Um, but I didn't really do anything up until I started drag racing shortly before I got into drifting. But, um, my dad's been in racing, you know, since the seventies, um, a lot of drag racing, a lot of rotary stuff. So he's been building rotaries since the 70s, drag mm-hmm. racing all through the 80s and 90s and early 2000s. So we actually ran a, um, an RX-7 in the NHRA Sport Compact Series and the Nopi Drag Race Series oh, um, okay. mm-hmm. for a number of years before I got into drifting. And uh, I actually started driving the car, and then my dad ended up crashing the car at uh, just a test night at Bradenton, so that kind of, like, rode off the drag racing, so then I was like, well, what am I going to do? And I had my black FC turbo, and uh, I don't know, kind of got into drifting, and, and went and tried it out at Orlando Speed World, and, like it was on from then.
1: Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. So who, who did anybody, um, did you just start going to events by yourself or did you have friends that were already doing it?
3: Um, so Brett Collins is one of my best friends I've known since I was a kid. And he had a, an SC 300 and he actually is like, who got me to actually like try to drift my car because he was doing it. And I was like, Oh, that's that's sick. But like, like if he can do it, I can do that too. So we started messing around in parking lots and I think I went to my first event with him and Dan Chilton, like Brett and I got Dan to get, he had a Honda Accord. So we got him to get a rear wheel drive car <laughs> and like the three of us were like hitting up every event from then on out.
1: Okay. Oh, so, wow. so, um, so how long ago did you start drifting?
3: Uh, that was like two thousand six, two thousand seven, somewhere in there. Wow,
1: wow, that's it's, so yeah, that's a while ago. Well, yeah, yeah, it's been a long time. Oh, man, okay. So when you first started drifting, what was it about drifting that you and like you fell in love with it?
3: Um, I mean, I always liked you know doing burnouts, sliding around corners, like from from when I had a car, even before that, like go karts, like sliding them on dirt, like any any t- like doing donuts when you're 16 in a parking lot, like that's the coolest thing ever. Like watching Smoky and the Bandit or something right. like that. Yeah, like right. yeah. that was the coolest part, sliding around corners. So um yeah doing that like in real life was amazing.
1: Yeah. Um I th- I think the one of my favorite memories of of you drifting, and it wasn't, I didn't really notice you at first. Was when everybody's looking at the OSW oval, and we're like, Who is that guy in the freaking Miata? He's like killing it.
2: And it's like, <laughs> it's
1: like Bone Stock Miata. And, and you know, it came to be a standard. <laughs> I think I heard quite a few times where, where guys were complaining at clutch kickers not to get ahead of everything. Yeah. Oh, you know, I don't have enough power to get on the bank. And and people were like, Well, you know Jeremy Lowe, he would ride the bank and like a <laughs> stock me out of so it's really not an excuse. Uh but that's probably one of my um like memories I was like, Oh my gosh, okay, this guy's he's really killing it. Um how is that trans
0: Oh, you got something, ben? Well, yeah. Um I just want to kind of highlight uh, one of the first interactions that we all mm-hmm. had with Jeremy, and that was actually at the uh, Homestead Miami Speedway. That's right. There is that was the first That time?
1: is actually is that. Yeah. Go ahead. What?
0: Yeah. So I there was we. Yeah. So Tim organized. <laughs> it's like back when dress sessions was uh, mainly consisted of you gentlemen, where you're organizing yeah. events, and mm-hmm. you guys partnered up with Farah. You too. Uh, well, I was there, but not. But whatever. Mm-hmm. Besides the see. point, you partnered up with Farah, and. There was a drift demo demonstration. We got a couple of people uh, huddled up together. And one of those individuals was Mm -hmm. Mr. Jeremy Lowe himself. Mm -hmm. And not only one of the things that uh, stood out was the fact that it was one of the few rotaries. Mm -hmm. Well, the only rotary, I guess you could say. But that particular event that happened in (laughs) December of 2007, because Mm -hmm. I actually took a look back at some of the old footage. Uh, Jeremy, care to elaborate on why the tires that you had on. I don't know if you recall that. Oh, Ed. I remember what throw out Red smoke. <laughs> well, I just yeah. remember all the radio, like, get him off the track,
3: get him <laughs> off the track. Do you remember that? You remember that Jeremy? No. Oh, well, I don't remember the controversy, but like the, the red smoke tires came from injuku having like this crazy stockpile of mm-hmm. those old Kumos. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I don't know, I saw on a forum or something that like, oh, they're getting rid of them. Like you just go to Njuku and you can buy brand new tires for 50 bucks a piece. So Dan and I rode up there and bought like a truckload of them.
2: (laughs) 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 Yeah.
1: Yeah, I yeah, I so saw you were in the car, but I I don't know if I mean I don't remember how that went down, but it yeah, was fair, was uh, uh, yeah, they were livid. I mean it didn't it didn't put red marks on the road, but they were livid because you come around the corner and it was the coolest thing. Like I really think somebody should bring those back. I don't know if they still make those or not, but they're I, I I mean I'm I'm a fan I, like I don't know. Well, adorable, it was, but I they were fun.
3: It was funny, like those those tires, by the time we got them, they were like so old and hard. And like they were <laughs> They were terrible to drive on, but <laughs> right. we had a bunch of them that we needed to get rid of, so and they yeah. were cheap, so whatever I was using yeah. them. Yeah,
1: I still have I, I have that picture, I have one of those pictures on my Facebook still, and you just your cars come around and there's just this red smoke trail yeah. coming behind you. It, it was a pretty cool picture.: yeah, That was pretty cool. So yeah that, that is a good memory there, Ben. that's an interesting memory. Yep. I was recently
3: talking about an event because um, somebody's helmet came off.
1: Oh, oh, Pablo's. Yeah. Pablos, Pablos, um, flew. Do you, know the, do you yeah. know the story behind that or no? Was
3: there the story? The, well, I, the battery flipping over and like well, that almost catching else. on fire? <laughs> yeah. The,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Pablo thing, I kind of have to take blame for that a little bit because Pablo was going to go back to the pits. I was running the line and, um. He looks back at me. He's like, he's like, can I do, you know, I got to go back to the pit. Can I do a run? And I looked at, I only looked at one side. I didn't look at both tires. I looked at one (laughs) side. I was like, oh, you got a, you got one good lap. I was like, you know, go out there. (laughs) And so he was in such a rush to get that last lap and he didn't buckle his helmet on. And of course he crashed. So I was like, oh man, I wonder if that was my fault. Uh, But anyhow, and then he got his helmet flew out the passenger window. (laughs) So yeah, that was, that was, uh, those were the good old days, right?
3: But uh, I was super psyched to drive that Homestead event because before I got into drifting, I came and watched that D1 like, thing there in like 05. Yeah. Dan and I yeah. drove down and watched that.
1: Yeah. Not only that is the treatment we got at Homestead being parked in the garages and stuff. It was like so spoiled. Yeah, yeah compared to county line and yeah. <laughs> county line and osw oh, yeah, and like yeah. you know parking and pitting in the grass and stuff yeah yeah it was definitely a step up so uh what i was getting into before is um when you first started drifting do you like plan to go pro from the start or was it something that as you started getting better and progress you saw hey you know what maybe i'll go pro
3: i mean like when i started i didn't even know that there was really like other than d1 in japan i didn't mm-hmm think that like oh i could be like a pro drifter Mm -hmm. um but like pretty quickly on um they started having like kind of feeder series and events so like within a year of drifting i had gotten a nopi pro drift license Mm -hmm. and started driving those which i had absolutely no business doing at the time but um i i tried
1: no i mean you you did pretty well and yeah, then, yeah then you made, like
3: how- I, I would go out and like qualify first and then like drop a tire and lose in top 16 or something like that like first round
1: yeah how was it going to competing was it was it like a nerve-wracking thing or were you pushing yourself too hard during those times i mean looking back do you remember like
3: looking back on that is i didn't have enough tandem experience because Mm -hmm. that wasn't really much i mean you guys remember that wasn't really much of a thing at those Mm -hmm. events back then there wasn't a lot of caged cars there wasn't a lot of like drivers to to practice with yeah so it was really just lack of experience like i could put a lead run together like fine but mm-hmm. following was a different story
1: yeah and then people didn't like you said not only you didn't really have the, the places to practice tandem but tandem competition back then is nowhere near what it is now no, no.
3: like you're three cars back and you're killing it like <laughs> yeah are yeah. <We're>, close <laughs> we're of each other. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. so yeah. you made the transition into pro how was it going pro
3: um like, I wouldn't say I was, like, pro until Formula D. And, like, right. even then, it was, I mean, that was just a very stressful part mm. of my life. Mm.
1: What did you find most difficult? Was it the um, the competition, the traveling, or trying to, because you have to try to, now you have to develop a program, right, to find sponsors.
3: Yeah. So, yeah, getting getting a budget together was, like, like crazy like I I didn't have any money I was also going to school at the same time I was mm-hmm. just not you know I, I needed to have somebody taking care of like marketing and stuff like that for me and I didn't I was just trying to do everything myself I was running like doing most of the work on my car it was like me and my dad mm-hmm. and um, I mean looking back on it I needed a more prepared car and I needed more seat time, really. Mm -hmm. And when you're trying to put a budget together to drive Formula D, you kind of sacrifice seat time and sacrifice upgrades to the car, which really it's like doing a disservice to yourself Mm -hmm. as a driver. So, yeah, you can make it to these events, but you're not performing like you know you should be. So that's kind of like my... Hmm. hindsight kind of regret
1: <laughs> yeah if you look back at just like your formula your time in formula drift and i ask a lot of the guys this that pretty pretty much every guy that we get on the show what would you say was like your high moment like the looking back say oh this this day was like the best day i had it was just everything was on point or whatever it was but then what was like the lowest moment like oh this day i just wanted to quit kind of thing I may mean, give me a contrast of the best moment of formula drift and the worst on or I off mean, the track?
3: Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I had, like, a best moment. Like, I was I was having a good day in Seattle uh, when I, I beat JTP in 32 and then immediately proceeded to crash into the wall in top 16. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, yeah, I mean, I would say most events I just, like, wanted to, like, roll my car into a lake and <laughs> forget about
1: it <laughs> oh, guys. Oh, that's not what i was trying oh, to get
3: man. at <laughs> <laughs> that got dark <laughs> that got really dark really quick
1: I, just rolled my car, like, I mean i do remember you know half of your car hanging over the wall down at in uh hollandale at the uh, the, gulfstream the gulfstream park event uh what was that d1 d1
0: yeah uh, that, that was like
3: a crazy thing where like like yeah i leave the i leave the start line everything's good and I, like, shift into, like, second or third gear, and all of a sudden it's pouring rain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I Oops. initiate, and I'm like, oh, well, it's too late now. And I'm just, like, <laughs> hanging on for the ride.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Jeremy, I ha- there's a story about you that I want sort of a clarif- a clarification on, a confirmation there was, I believe, an event that took place at Palm Beach International Raceway, and I think it was a competition. I don't know what exactly what it was, but there is a story that you blew the engine on the rotary. And being the, uh, the individual that you are, that uh, you, know, you persevered through so, so many obstacles, you decided to drive back to your shop back home, which is like a four-hour drive, roughly, give or take, then rebuild the engine. And have it ready in in the car in time to drive back to compete the next day for the event. Is that true or not?
3: I honestly don't know. <laughs> yeah. it, it was work.
1: either too tired it to remember is, or it yeah. did yeah. Somebody, something. Something tried to blank out of his mind.
3: But I I will do one better and that happened in Texas. And instead of driving home. Like my dad and I knew a guy in that was local to Texas that had a shop, and we went to his shop and rebuilt the engine there. Uh Oh, overnight, and then I drove the next day. I can't remember honestly if that happened at Palm Beach because it's a rotary. Yeah, well, I didn't like really hurt many engines other than that one I think in in Texas, but. I, I could be wrong, for sure.
1: So if you had to rebuild the motor, it'd be rotary over a 1J, right? I mean, you got the rotaries down pretty packed.
3: Yeah, I mean, there's, they're super simple. There's not a lot of parts, so mm. there's no machine work. It's just, you know, take it apart, replace some parts, and throw it back together.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I, st- I still get tempted. I was, I was showing them a uh, Facebook Marketplace, uh, NFC. I'm trying to sell my... Trying to sell my Z so I could put money into this thing, but then I want to have enough money left over to get like an old E30 because that's just what I love. I miss my old E30. But uh, then I was looking at rotary. I was like, hmm, I've always wanted one, but I can't. I just don't have big enough space. I don't have enough space for all these cars.
0: What are you talking about? You've always wanted one. You've had one. You had an RX8. I
1: know. Oh yeah, I did have an RX8, but I, I want to always like have one to like just that weekend car to just kind of have nice and. I want a lot of cars, okay. So right. I want an okay. FC. I, okay. want, I want, but anyways, that's besides the point. Okay, so well, wait, I want to. So okay. that FC has been your original FC. That that black one has been the original car that you started out with.
3: It is the third iteration of.
1: Oh, okay, okay, that's what I yeah. like. Okay, I'm like, wow, that thing survived that long. Okay,
3: <laughs> uh, i I've, I've totaled two black FCs,
1: uh, okay. and
3: I've wrecked. The current one, pretty good a couple times, but uh-huh. I like built the cha- the cage and like chassis and stuff good enough that it can it can take a Straighten hit. Straighten it back
1: out. Okay, well, that's good. That's cool. I was interested in that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Okay. Um, okay, so that's your kind of dismal like highlight from from when we <laughs> Kind of depressing, but um,
3: <laughs> I, I had okay, So pretty, let's
1: fast we, huh? pretty,
3: I had a pretty like mediocre. Uh, well, and. Also, I was thinking about it today. Like when I was thinking about doing the show, like I really only did one full season in Pro FD, and then I did a few rounds like the following year, and then I did one full season in Pro Two, and and like Pro Two was where it was at for me. Like I'm mm-hmm. I'm glad I did that. And if I would have kept going, I would have kept doing that. Now Pro Spec that seems mm-hmm. more of like fitting for my car and my program
1: right mm-hmm. right yeah well i mean are you telling us that you might get back into it
3: uh no <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, no. <laughs> uh, i thought you'd leave me in suspense You're just waiting for it to like uh, to hear what i was saying <laughs> um okay so that aside, we uh, don't really hear about you for a while. Like you're like this lost legend, you and Dan kind of in the distance, like, oh, whatever happened to Jeremy Lowe, you know, because we're down south, so we don't really yeah. see you guys too much up there. And then um here you go. We find out Jeremy Lowe is gonna be the third judge of clutch kickers. So how did that transpire?
3: Um, I mean Pat hit me up about it, and uh I kind of thought about it and was like you know, drifting something that I do know a lot about and, you know, I could make a positive contribution to this. So I was like, Oh, why not? And like, it'll kind of get me back in, in like the, the drifting world. And, and I could kind of like put this knowledge that I have, you know, to some sort of good use if I'm not driving at the moment.
1: Mm -hmm. Right. So how long before uh you showed up at Clutch Kickers as a judge had you been to a drift event?
3: Um I'd I'd been to like a few at Orlando Speed World. Okay. Um like just going with friends or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um so just like a few I I'd been out to the Freedom Factory for like the the drift okay. night things a couple times.
1: Okay, so you weren't completely out of it. No. Okay, what about driving-wise? When's the last time you slid a car?
3: So, the last time I drifted a car was I drifted my buddy Brent's IS300. I think that was the last time at, at OSW. Like, I don't know. It's been a while. Mm-hmm. Six months ago, a year ago. Mm-hmm. And before that, I drove the the Z that Brandon McDowell drives. I drove that at a at HyperFest and something in Georgia a few years ago.
0: Oh, really? Wow.
3: Yeah. I didn't know about that.
0: Ben, you had something? Yeah. um, Everyone talks about the uh, RX-7 and and when is that going to come out of retirement? But I think uh, (laughs) perhaps arguably your other claim to fame was the Miata (laughs) and what you were capable of with that. So I'm curious, when is that going to come out of retirement? Well,
3: yeah, unfortunately, I I recently sold the Miata. Ah, wow. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. It was it's been like a like a hotel for stray cats in the backyard of the shop <laughs> for like 5 years now, but yeah, it um the Miata was super fun and I was bringing that out to events when I I you know didn't want to buy tires or race fuel or whatever for the RX7 and then um Ben Julian had to flip his Miata at, at Freedom Factory, free factory. <laughs> and then every, uh, all the the tracks were like no convertibles without a roll bar, and <laughs> I was too lazy to put a roll bar in it. Mm. So it just kinda got parked.
1: Well, that sucks. All right. So now Pat reaches out to you. Um you want to use that knowledge, like you said before, in that experience and put it to good use and help clutch kickers. How was it working with clutch kickers for your first time? And had you been to a clutch kickers event before you judged?
3: I had not been to an event. I had watched, you know, the live streams of the events, but now everything's been, it's been really good. Uh, And another thing about like the, like this deciding to judge thing, I was like, well, it's at freedom factory, which was, my local track for forever like it's like oh this is a track that i've done more laps on than like anyone in the series other than maybe cletus you know so uh-huh. you know i have the experience there too
1: right right um so then jumping how do you ever judged events before this
3: um like just local competitions and some pro-am stuff like way back like when i was in fd but not since
1: then. Mm-hmm. So what, what was what has been your thought with um you know watching clutch from going from watching clutch kickers on the live stream to now um taking a part? How how is it how's that experience been?
3: Um watching it on the live stream is a lot more relaxing. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, I, I can trust <laughs> But at least you're lucky enough to be in air conditioning. The poor guy's last guys were on like uh yeah, uh, freaking scaffolds and, and right facing the the mud turn. Yeah. <laughs> so,
3: but now, yeah. judging is it's super tough. You got to be really focused, and all these guys are are really competitive and taking it really seriously. And uh, yeah, it's it's definitely stressful for sure up there.
1: Mm-hmm. And so, how does it feel being uh, going from a driver? sitting in a drivers meeting to now being the judge having answered those questions can you do you think that the drivers are how can i say this so you're going, you going you were you were a dri- driver sitting in dri- driver driver sitting in drivers meetings now you're a judge sitting in drivers meetings how is that transition transition yeah i'm stumbling on my words sorry all
2: right
3: now i think the drivers meetings at clutch kickers have been have been pretty easy like you would be surprised at some of the questions you would hear in like a Formula D driver's meeting so no they've been pretty straightforward and and pretty laid back I think
2: Mm -hmm.
1: yeah they seem it seems almost like a grassroots driver's meeting I don't see too many questions actually a, a lot of times I think the judge or the driver's aren't utilizing you guys during that time as well as I think they just want to get out there and drive. And it does have a very rushed feel to it a lot of times as well. Well, we do push. It does push pretty fast. So, yeah.
3: And and like this last round, I think the track layout was one of the the more simpler ones that was pretty like self-explanatory. Like the other ones kind of had something weird at the end where we kind of had to explain, you know, how to drive through it. But, this one was kind of like hit the marks and you know, you get a good line score. So Mm
2: -hmm.
3: I thought this one was a little like easier than the past couple. Mm
1: -hmm. And have you ever worked with, um, or hung out with Dwayne and will prior to this?
3: Um, I had met Dwayne, um, previously in Texas, probably at FD or something. Um, I've known Will for a while though, driving, I think he drove, Nopey Drift when I did. He right. drove, we both drove XDC for a couple of years. So oh, X D C we definitely like competed against one another, you know, at least a couple times. Hmm.
1: All right. So now you get the driver's meeting and now you start doing the judge. And are you the same? You don't judge the same thing each round, right? You guys do you guys alternate um categories?
3: No, for for qualifying, it's we all do the same same job every time. So I've just been the line judge, which was, okay. which is nice because I feel like it's one of the least subjective ones. Kind of mm-hmm. you hit hit your marks on the track. I can give you a good score.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want to clarify on what led to the uh, track change, the layout change, uh, this past round?
3: Oh, the. It was too long. People weren't, you know, they couldn't make tires last two runs. So mm-hmm. we let it go for a while in practice, and the people that were doing, like, full-bore runs, um, they just didn't have enough tire to safely make that second lap all the way around.
1: Mm. Okay. Interesting. L- looking back at the um, this season up to round three, what would you say if you could remember if uh was your most exciting battle to judge?
3: Um, hard
1: one. there are some pretty good battles, so
3: yeah, no, there's been some really, some really good battles. I don't, I don't know what really, right now, what sticks out to me is like some of the weird stuff that happened at this last <laughs> yeah. one,
1: yeah. A lot of the weird things. Yeah, yeah, there are some weird things that happen.
3: Yeah, like the Alec and Josiah thing. I'm sure we'll go over that, but that was like one of the weirdest situations. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, I thought the Chelsea one from last round was pretty good. The Chelsea versus Matt Schulman? Yeah, any any time that Chelsea went out there was pretty exciting.
3: Yeah, Yeah. any any run run that Chelsea drives, especially if he's following – is yeah. insane. Yeah, yeah.
1: He's definitely exciting to watch. I mean, he took, he took home the first place last round of uh, Formula Drift Monroe. Yeah. So he's, it's, he's definitely seeing success, and it's great to see him. It's great to see that he comes out, and he's not bringing his pro car, right? He's bringing his fox body, and he's, he's out there doing battle and just challenging himself. But not only that, is I think a lot of, especially the younger drivers that come to Clutch Kickers, when he pulls up, yeah. It, may, it brings an element of excitement for those drivers that watch him compete and have been watching him for a long time and now may have the opportunity to tandem with him, whether it be in practice or competition. Exactly. So it's pretty cool. Even Adam LZ, all these drivers, they bring a lot to it. And um, I, maybe I get your opinion on this. One, comp, one comment I see quite often, and you'll see it in a live stream, is like, oh, you know, you got a pro car against these grassroots cars and this isn't fair. I mean, what's your take on that?
3: It's a pro competition and it's, it's for a lot of money. Like,
1: yeah,
3: you know, run what you brung, but
2: mm-hmm.
3: you know, if, if you want to win, you got to bring enough to win. I think Chelsea kind of like shines some, some light of hope on that with like, Oh, bring a box body with, you know, not, it's not a crazy FD car. And he could totally mm-hmm. win an event in that thing.
1: Yeah, 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 it really does come down to driver skill. Yeah,
3: I mean it's not all driver skill, but yeah, it's it's a you got to have a balance. You got to either be a really good driver or you know have a really good car and be a good driver. I don't know.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's it's you know everybody that I ask when I talk to drivers, they all love it. Usually, it's the people watching. Oh, this isn't fair! The guy's got a pro car; he's a thousand horsepower. It's just it's not fair. Blah blah. But every driver I ever talked to that that's one of the reasons why they love clutch kickers so much. Yeah, is because they have the opportunity.
3: Well, yeah. Where else are you going to get to compete with someone in a Formula D car as a driver? Right, right. Mm-hmm. right. And exactly. if you're not driving Formula D, so mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. I mean, I I always looked at it like because we always got that in in pro-am and stuff like that people com- complaining and it's like dude you if you're trying to go pro you're gonna have to beat people that are way better than mm-hmm. than this guy that's in the competition so
2: exactly
1: yeah yeah it's always been my same argument um let's see here for a second. You're right there, so Paul. Think... Yeah, no, I forgot. Or... All right. Well, while, while you remember, um, Ben? Do you want to start getting into the battles, or? Yeah,
0: I can go ahead and. You've do been kind of quiet.
1: I... You've been kind of quiet over there. So.
0: Oh, sorry. It's just managing all. Oh, these you're managing different things. stuff. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <so> my apologies. <laughs> Usually, I'm interjecting more often, but unfortunately, I just want to make sure because there's some the extra element over here that I've included, and so I just want to make sure it doesn't all come falling apart. So. Okay. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I mean, I know Paul will be uh, on me if uh, something were to happen. He'd be like, you. See, I told you. (laughs) I knew you couldn't get anywhere. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Okay, so uh, let's get things going and uh, set it up with the first battle. It's going to be between uh, Jonathan Aaron against uh, Matt Shulman. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Tim, do you remember exactly what happened with that battle while I uh, Um, came this up? No, I I really don't remember too much of that battle.
1: That wasn't one of the ones that I thought was was all too controversial. Matt Shulman versus who?
0: Uh Jonathan Naron. Jonathan
1: Naran. So Jonathan oh, okay, Naren yeah. was the number one qualifier. Matt Shulman, um, he's finally getting his car to to be able to put up with the abuse he's putting it through. But the then last, he broke it. Well, he he broke some suspension on. Yeah, yeah so car. I don't know how much, you know, I think, but I'm saying engine-wise, like he caught his car yeah. caught on fire one round. He's blown, I think, two engines since then. But now car it it's it yeah. was like one of the things like good. Matt Shulman's Carr is working. Last round, he did really well. Mm-hmm. He made it into the top eight. It got rained out. We didn't see how far he was going to go. Yeah. And Jonathan Naron, number one qualifier and trying to move up in points. Um, let me just I, I got the points here just so we can go over the stand, uh, standings really quick before you start. Just so everybody kind of gets an idea. Exactly. It, it, I mean, Adam LZ's he's got a decent lead, but you got Adam LZ is at top with 288 points. Dirk Stratton, 241, tied with Jonathan Nairn with 241. Then you have Alec Honodale, um, fourth place at 216. And Taylor Ray is 190. So you guys could check those on the point standings on the Clutch Kickers um, $100,000 drift page. But to set up this one that we're going to watch, this is Matt Shulman going against the number one qualifier, Jonathan Naren.
0: Uh, Yes, sir. And uh, Jeremy, feel free to uh, narrate as uh, you watch this, so that way we can sort of get a sense oh, as yeah. to uh, what's going on. So, with that said, we got this going, oh, and...
1: and did he have? And what about his alignment? He had to replace some suspension parts, so was he able to make the make the corrections to that chassis? Both cars flicking in. He definitely seems
4: confident, right? There
3: yeah. So, Schumacher, kind of a decent gap there. Super <laughs> choppy. <chubby.
1: laughs> yeah, it is super choppy, Ben. Yeah. It's two frames per second.
0: Well, for you guys, not for the audience. Oh, oh okay. it's not
1: for the audience, really? The
0: audience are getting... a. Uh so looks if like you want a, to pull, pull no pull no pull oh,
1: oh, yeah, it looks great here. John, <laughs> just watch it on your phone. Oh, oh. Looks like he made a little contact with that wall,
3: but he's holding it together. Right. So Shulman was a little lower on the bank than Aaron was on his lead and Aaron was actually higher, I think in the chase position. The dirt drops yeah. there. And then kind of lets it gap for a second there and then comes back. So and then Shulman hit the finish line cone as well so i think we looked at that battle and, and it was kind of sloppy on both ends like i couldn't really tell in that choppy video but i think that was the one where naren like tagged the wall on his follow mm-hmm. um so we were like it's really close there was i kind of felt like equal mistakes on on both of their parts so it was run it again and, and clean it up mm.
0: Yeah, I think you're right because just rewinding it a bit to the start, and you could kind of see. Yeah, yeah and
1: uh, taps the wall just for a in the second. Position, eh? Yeah, no, in the, in the chase. Position. I mean, yeah, chase position. Sorry, right? Yeah, yeah, but just to bring a little bit of light. Like I said, uh, Matt Schulman. He he posted in the comment. He did break uh, a rear knuckle right before this. And right. Had to convert both sides to PBM drop knuckles with no alignment. Oh, so I mean, okay. you give the, the yeah, he was uh, kind of at a deficit there. Yeah, just to try to drive like that. So
0: and this is a one more time battle. Once they uh, got back and
3: and on this one it was like Shulman super shallow and Naren was on the wall and Naren just did basically a first place qualifying run again. Mm-hmm. and Shulman's you know keeping up but trying to you know sacrifice some angle and stuff and Shulman's been been killing it like I, I'm for sure psyched on him I like his car and yeah like he almost straightened right there
1: so yeah, you can see a big big difference from these runs and his qualifying runs for sure yeah from Shulman
3: so that, that makes sense with the, the suspension issue. But yeah, it was, it was super close on the first battle. And then on this one, it was a pretty pretty easy decision, I think, to go with Naren. Mm-hmm.
1: All right. So what's the next battle you have set up? Uh, so now, of course, uh, everybody didn't watch, Naren ended up taking the win over Matt Shulman. Um, Matt Shulman, unfortunately, like you said, he damaged his car during that parade lap. Didn't no. he get didn't he get like a parade yeah, lap? Nah, yeah, he, he, got did, bi-run. He, he got a byron
3: run. He got a by run and he oh, like yeah, broke yeah, at the broke the knuckle, rear oh, knuckle oh, at the yeah, very was, end yeah, of it. Was
1: at yeah. Yeah, it was at the parade lap. I forgot about that. Yeah. Or you, <laughs> you know, know, by parade
0: lap, by lump by run, whatever you want to call
1: yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. Tomato tomato.
0: <laughs> We're gonna go ahead and move on over to the next battle, which consists of uh, Ben Hobson going up against uh Taylor Ray. Yeah, if we could start from the beginning. Actually,
1: you know, Actually, what? You know and, and and Jeremy, I know it's kind of choppy, so just kind of yeah. watch it if you want and then just comment at the end. Okay. If it makes it easier for you. Yeah. Let me it, go ahead what are you and doing?
0: Pass that over, and then
1: you're passing stuff. You know what's play? funny? Every every round, I see like a nut, like a, total different, driver, a total different driver, a total different car that I feel as like is the fastest car. Out of that first outer zone, both cars doing a great job transitioning. Ben doing awesome, diving in for the attack. Almost some collision there, but holding it together. Taylor Ray not affected whatsoever. Still running an excellent line. Ben Hobson you just got it you know he's done it in the past so here he is side by side as they make their way down the straight ben hobson taylor Ray throwing it for the second half of this battle look at ben hobson high on the wall taylor Ray right there with them both cars transitioning a slow uh transition there for taylor ray ben hobson taking out those outer zone marks. this is both the one more time yeah zone. this is the first both one what a yeah, lead run, Taylor Ray right there with them, taking out that last inside clip. <laughs> That's right. All right, here we go. Taylor <laughs>
0: Ray. Oh, um, one blood. more time battle. Ben oh, yeah. Right no.
1: there okay. them. Yeah. He yeah, you're, you're making it confusing. What are you talking
2: about?
1: <laughs> Look at Ben Hobson right there with Taylor Ray as they make their way through that first outside zone. Both guys making it through that touch and go a little slow to transition oh you can't see it Hudson in the top
3: yeah oh yeah you, 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 go, well, yeah, you can't so see that one section that was like
1: surging forward trying to apply that pressure to taylor Ray. and that little miata both
3: cars kind of go. the bad part of the, of the run. run that roll start has been in the past and it's done
1: a lot of good in the past but here we go both drivers down straight taylor Ray not too far behind both cars flicking it into the initiation around that first outside zone Ben Hobson, but Taylor Ray right there with him, angle for angle, speed for speed, working Thanks. away through that touch and go. Now both cars, Ben Hobson pulling out front. Wow, Taylor Ray really cutting the inside portion of that track in order to. Yeah, get with Fox this replay, Ben, it's, it's ben kind of hard to tell what, right. where yeah, Ben yeah. where yeah, yeah. Ben, oh, made, not, yeah, ben, ben made or not. Yeah, Ben Hobson made the mistake.
0: Well, I, you know, luckily, you know, we got rewind, so no, I can just can't go even ahead and
1: see it from that view. Um, yeah, yeah where it's like
0: where the the
3: camera like switched angles. Um, but, I mean, I, I can talk about
0: okay. what happened. I, I guess the first question is, uh, how uh, did it go one more time, I guess?
1: I think the one more time is pretty easy to explain.
3: I mean, it, w- it was the the first set was super close. I mean, from from that video, I, I, and I don't have notes with me. I can't, like, say nice. for certain, like, oh, it was this Point mm-hmm. or that point or whatever, but it, it was close enough that that uh, you know it got it one more time from the the three of us and because uh, they they both for sure killed it. Um, ben was driving really good, super aggressive, um, definitely psyched on on his driving. So hopefully he uh, you know keeps coming to these and and driving mm-hmm. like that. But in the one more time, um, on his follow, coming off the bank at the touch and go, he kind of got in like a bad situation and then um, straightened and like just plowed the both touch and go. So it was like straight plus two tires off track on the inside and just like, you know, drilled the the Mm -hmm. both cones with the center of his car Mm -hmm. other than that you know it was good and then uh taylor on on his follow dropped a tire you know maybe two tires on uh outer three and was sloppy from that point on so it was like both follows were kind of a, a mess Maybe technically zeros. Mm-hmm. So like lead for lead, Taylor had the better lead than Ben, so that's why we went with Taylor.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Yeah, I think I heard that. I think I think something I think you guys mentioned that in, in the booth that uh Cause even I mean, at first, like w- when when uh, when um, Taylor got the call, he just he looked at the camera was like okay, <laughs> and it just created this. Color, yeah, it didn't like, really. Did, did, it, it didn't help, right? Yeah. Like him kind of like, oh, I got the win. How did I win? And then drove away. Yeah,
3: <laughs> I, I know. Like like some of these guys don't don't have spotters or whatever talking yeah. to them, so they they don't like they screw up and they don't know that the other guy screwed up too, and it's like you know hold tight, maybe you won. So. Mm-hmm yeah i I get that and like in in that situation with with Taylor on that turn, we had told the guys in the the driver's meetings that you know if we can't if we can't see like a hundred percent that you drop two tires, we're not gonna say you know that we're not gonna assume that. so like if they if you drop one tire and the other one's still smoking and we can't see it in any of our camera angles you know we're giving you the benefit of the doubt i mean
2: mm-hmm.
3: I'm not saying that that's what won that battle because honestly it was like a lead for lead and mm-hmm. taylor did a straight up like solid lead run and uh i can't remember if ben like hit one clip or something stupid right. like that which gave taylor the advantage but Super good battle, Um, exciting drivers. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and that's one of the things that we mentioned on the live stream is that it's not even like there were bad runs, right? It's just like sometimes it gets down to the point where you got to just nitpick because we can't just do one more times all day. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Hmm. And and the other thing too, it's right now to the point where that grass or certain sections of the track – are, like, so, like, dug up mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. now it's getting difficult to really get a better sense as to mm-hmm. what's the edge of it. Mm-hmm. Right. before, sure, once you get around the edge, it's like you do see this this grass getting shot up into the air. Mm-hmm. But now, like, from certain angles, if you kind of, like, zero in on it, you could see that it's right at the edge, but there's no dirt or anything there. And the drivers are kind of, like, going driving through it, but there's nothing flying up. So you mm-hmm. can't really sort of gauge the dirt anymore or the grass. Mm-hmm. To as a reference to how, you know let the judges know like hey or let everybody know that this person dropped the tire or right
1: two. right no absolutely so so what was the next battle you have up.
0: Ah, yes. Uh, the next battle, I think, was the one that is uh, part of the Unsolved Mysteries episode. <laughs> Unsolved, oh, mysteries. Unsolved Mysteries, yes. Uh, yeah. 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 yeah, and um, let me just uh, get that going. As if you had another
1: phone, you could probably go on to the... <laughs> and watch it on, on your phone, but... Because it's clear when you're watching the yeah. show. Well, it just...
3: I, I just want to say I was really surprised that poll you guys put up. Ah. Like when, oh. I, when I clicked <laughs> on it, I was like... Those results were really surprising to me, <laughs> in a good in a good way. In a good way. Yes. No. That, that
1: was Ben. That was Ben's idea.
0: <laughs> I mean, seriously. Like, I, I really did think that. I mean, I had my opinion about it, and mm. I think I didn't think it was clear. I, and, I got
3: a little bit of. We'll talk about it. A little bit of new information that I heard after the event. That oh, okay. Put, uh, let put me, just, me
0: at ease. Oh, okay. All right. Let me just uh, work this up. Uh, Tim, do you want yeah. to sort of like uh, sort of set, S- set, set, S- it, set it up while I kind of uh... get it ready? Okay, yeah. so um, Alec Honnold
1: and um, Josiah? Yeah, sorry. Josiah Felice are going at it. And the... I, I really feel bad for the judges a lot of times, right, because they get a grunt, a lot of the driver's um, complaints and stuff. But it was uh-huh. just one of those situations that it, this call, this slow motion footage that actually, or the uh, the technical crew did a good job of actually zooming in, even yeah. though it's pixelated. Trying to figure out exactly what Should've happened. Heard them when I was telling them to do that. They're like, Oh, really? We can't just do things on the fly. Here, give us some time. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but like, so this all centers around this one incident, which took place in the third outer zone, where Alec was chasing Josiah Felice. And this was basically going to make or break the call. This was going to decide the winner.
0: Right. Um, so I'm ready to queue mm-hmm. that up. And let's uh, check this out. Oh. Not That's a body space here.
1: In the chase position. Josiah doing a great job riding that wall. But Alec surging in for the attack. Door to door. Almost putting his tire into the door of Josiah. As both cars make their way into that
2: third hour. So look at. Oh, no. There is something. Tire.
1: Something popped off. There was some collision. We need to get some track workers out there, see what's going on. I saw something around flying down the track. And uh, it looks like, Jos- is that Josiah's? Yeah, Josiah's yeah. tire is off the car. Uh,
0: Jeremy, j- just right quick as uh, this is playing over, what was your like first initial impression uh, as to what happened?
3: Honestly, I my, my first thought was, like, we need to find out if it de-beated like what came first, the D-beat or the crash? <laughs> chicken, <laughs> or
1: chicken or the egg? Yeah.
3: And honestly, like, just from from watching this, you would be like, "Oh, he he D-beated an outer two, and then transitioned and didn't have the grip, and Alec crashed into him." And uh, that would be like the gut reaction. And then we watched over and over and over again <laughs> of a zoomed in slow-mo all the way up until it happened and you can clearly see like solid sidewall of the tire like not even squatted down like the tire was there the whole time
1: do you do you have that uh the yeah, eventually, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah eventually gets to it yeah because yeah, yeah you guys did watch this over and over and over again because you knew. One way or another, if you didn't make the right call you know you'd have to review it again because yeah. if you, if you made the wrong call somebody's gonna protest it and and try to challenge it so it's like you might as well take the time and do what you can to try to make it you know make and, the right call
3: yeah and this is like it was like the craziest thing because you see a tire there and then they transition and then Alec blocks the view with the front of his car and then the next thing you see is the tires off and you're like you know that's
1: quick it really popped off fast
3: yeah and I mean from my perspective like when I was you know up there in the booth like I was standing firm with there's no way you can prove that he was already defeated like that's just impossible to prove so I have to go with the contact caused it so that's that's yeah, the but way that, I want
1: that it. tire came off fast though like <laughs> even if it's a split second hit I'm just like man it, it came off like he touched it and popped right off I think yeah. Will was saying he goes I have a hard time believing that it actually caused that I think he did at first Yeah, I, yeah. I,
3: I think some of the other guys did and and I did as well but I'm like you know, it's, I just couldn't, I just couldn't prove, I didn't see the proof otherwise. So like I was, uh, I had to go that way. That was my, my gut decision. Mm -hmm. But then, so so like during all this, it was, it was crazy enough Mm -hmm. that I'm like radioing Pat, like, go find the tire and see if it <laughs> mark from the bash bar on it. And like he goes out on track and like finds the tire and he's like, the tire looks perfect. And we're all like, you know, <laughs> yes. like it was already a stressful day. And then mm. this is like throwing <laughs> a wrench into the gears and, and, um, yeah, somebody's, like, running up with, like, a camera. Like, you got to <laughs> look at this. And I'm like, I don't know if I should look at this.
1: Yeah, you like, can't, really.
3: Like, I can't. And, like, he showed it to me, and it was the exact same angle of this. And I was like, oh, it's just a high-def version of that exact shot right there. Mm-hmm. I'm like, so it doesn't give me any new information. Um but yeah, and and then afterwards, like we're at dinner that night, and uh, uh, somebody's like, "Oh yeah, like Josiah's wheel after that, like like the lip of the rim was like shredded off." So I'm like, "Oh, like if the a metal bash bar gets in into that mm-hmm. that rim that's going, you know, a hundred miles an hour, it's gonna shred that lip off." real quick yeah. and that tire just like slid right off so oh, i was yeah. like oh that makes sense as to why that the tire popped off so quick because it went from being clearly beaded on to rolling around the the outside <laughs> of the track in like half
0: a second
1: so the wheel just got lathe down by the uh bash bar yeah he should so have ran a bumper been. if he didn't run a bumper it probably wouldn't happen
0: <laughs> yeah yeah um let me just go ahead and just pull up the uh, results of the poll.
1: Oh, there you go. Yeah, because I didn't, even know, I, I didn't right. even know they were doing a poll. Like I'm busy working on the phone, and I'm like, what poll? What poll are you talking about? I have no <laughs> idea what's going on.
0: Uh, so one of the things we did on the Drift Sessions Instagram, we put up a poll asking people what happened here. And so options were Tired to Beat on its own and Tired to Beat from Contact. And 81% voted Tired to Beat from Contact, And surprisingly, 19% voted uh, for the other option. It's hard to beat it on its own. So not 100% clear for everybody. But
1: one of the drivers voted... Contact as well. Well
0: and let's remain anonymous. I did. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you yeah, can look you up. About? You could. Yeah, it no. was on there, wasn't it? I And, should... and one of the other
3: drivers voted <laughs> that it would it on its own. I bet. <laughs> 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 Who knows which is which? I don't know. Wait, yeah. what? What did you guys think?
1: I think okay. I'll be honest. I think it defeated because I saw the car hop twice. And not normally. But where like the like hop
3: was do. is the transition from concrete to asphalt, which is kind of a jump depending on where you are on the track. So yeah, that was the hop from my point of view. But go on.
1: <laughs> it was just the way it hopped, it looked like it pulled off before. So I was with the it debated before and then he pulled it off the rest of the way. Now I didn't see any rim. But then again, he also was doing a burnout on the rim yeah, the entire way that he was driving off. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Well, so my conclusion was you had to go with what you saw. And I, I figured it had to be the bash bar because the timing was just too perfect, yeah. right? To have a tire. <laughs> DB'd at that exact point. He was just pointing the gun at the guy. Yeah, that's just what didn't I'm, didn't so I'm saying. It's like I don't know. It, it, it was just too perfect of a situation that I think that you would have to make the logical conclusion that the contact caused the DB'd and it fly flew off. Because now, if you didn't have his bu- if you had his bumper on, I probably wouldn't have thought that. Yeah. But since I saw the edges of his 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 bash bar wasn't rounded. At the end, so no, it's just, just poked straight out, out poles at the end. So I was like, okay, if it was rounded, I probably wouldn't have thought the same. But just the fact that his bash bar was just kind of like a uh, a pipe sticking out the side, I was like, yeah, it probably did. It just, it's, I would, uh, yeah, I, I think he made the right call.
0: Uh, I thought it was on its own, and the reference that I kind of used was what we seen before: John Aaron and Taylor Hall. Oh yeah, that, popped in that off. one round. Yeah, it did. They both defeated with the hop.
4: Yeah, uh, that same hop. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So
0: not well, not at the same spot. Well, uh, it was a was different spot, but sort of similar. They were hop. coming back, same hop, same hop. They were, hop, coming, they were hop. Hop the they just way. coming from the other yeah. way. So that was my. And then there was this one frame that I saw that it to me looked like the tire was already coming off before the contact. So that's why I was early on the side of. Uh, it on its own, mm-hmm. along with what I was mm. thinking from watching Jonathan Aaron and Taylor Hall with their tires to beating the way that it did. Yeah. Man. Yeah. It's definitely
1: hard to call it that way without the prop. I mean, you can't. You know I mean, well, like I said, it We're really comes it down, down any- to how his bash bar was. He didn't have a bumper on, and the bash bar was sticking outside. Like I said, if he had a bumper on, And he had his bash bar was like rounded on the ends. I probably would have thought it was a hop as well, but I was just like, "That's just." I mean, at the the road, the speed that that rim is spinning. Yeah, it doesn't take much to go to push it in, and it's probably at like ten psi already, anyways doesn't take much to pop it out and then the direction well, i wasn't thinking about the way jeremy explained it though if it lathed off and that's a steel bash bar and that's an aluminum wheel and if it like he does have the bash bar sticking out with no cap mm-hmm. so it would it would just use it'd be like a t- like a tool on a lathe and just go, take the rim yeah, out and in the back off. yeah
3: that happens like surprisingly quick like i i at texas one year i i made contact with um wheel to wheel with forsberg And it was my front wheel to his rear wheel. And I remember, like, in the driver's seat watching chips of my right front wheel, like, Uh, confetti, like, blowing off the right front of my car just from, like, a really quick touch. Uh, And it shredded the wheel. So, yeah, I wasn't thinking that, really, like, at the time. I was just going by the resources that we have mm-hmm. and what we can see and I was like yeah. I can really only go yeah. I didn't I still didn't feel comfortable about it. I didn't know if I made the mm-hmm. the right no, no, I think call but of... that was the only thing I felt like I could I could do at the time.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that that whole video clip is like uh Alec was pointing a gun at his head but he didn't shoot him. <laughs> I mean, it's like, yeah it was like it's what? pretty how do you good? Good? what yeah. Well what I mean, he's like and I'm like he he was there. Yeah, I'm yeah, no, I know I know. He, he was there. Mm-hmm. There's it's hard to prove it's very hard to prove that he didn't do it. Exactly. I mean he was right at the right perfect spot. Right. Mm-hmm. So Look, I don't uh, know.
0: this this takes me back to what happened last round with uh, Nick Ward and Davey Peoples. Remember on Outer Zone Number One, oh, well, where yeah, when you couldn't see, we, we couldn't that... tell if Davy Peoples dropped two tires oh, or not, but yeah. it was obscured because yeah, right. we couldn't get the right angle, and so we're like, "Well, take... what do we do here?" You know, one of those yeah, moments. that
1: stupid pole blocked the if it was dropped two tires or not, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I
0: mean, we can only judge
3: based on what we can we can actually see, like with our. Throughout through the window or with the, the camera angles that we got. Mm-hmm. So,
2: mm.
3: other than that, we're kind of stuck. Yeah. But I, well, I think th- we've got plenty to work with.
1: Yeah. The people have spoken and the, the majority voted. You made the right call.
3: Yeah. I was very surprised about that. <laughs> I figured it was it on the own. Judges are idiots. <laughs> That's yeah. what I was. I clicked on the thing and I was like, Oh, that's different. <laughs> like I wasn't expecting that. I was expecting like one percent was like what
0: I No, well, That's good. That's good. Yeah. yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing about clutch kickers is it uh, surprises you in more
1: ways than one. Yeah. The good thing is the next round we should definitely have better weather. It should be cooler around that. We should start getting some cooler weather. Yeah. And um, which is uh, be a little more enjoyable, a little more relaxed. That that hot weather, the humid weather, and then just worrying about the rain. Maybe we'll actually have an opening ceremony next round. I don't know. Yeah, that be nice.
0: Hmm. Yeah, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Um, anything in particular you're looking forward to with uh, round four? Are you looking to make any changes uh, in regards to your judging criteria? Um, or is there something that you've... because Okay, let's be frank about qualifying. It was pretty rough. Mm -hmm. all right yeah so uh i'm sure you as a judge uh may or may not have felt that way so are you looking to make any changes in regards to that or are you just going to double down and 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 make some harsher uh you know decisions on on the judging criteria what are you looking forward to for round four i mean
3: what i'm looking forward to i think is is what you know you guys already mentioned about weather less chance of rain that kind of thing and we this was the first time that we actually completed a full event like everything Mm so um yeah maybe next time we can even include opening ceremonies and, (laughs) and that kind of thing
2: yeah
3: um but for for qualifying I mean at this one I think everybody stepped qualifying might might have been like a little rough um, but everybody stepped it up pretty well when it came for time for competition Um, I don't know what we can do to you know get people to step up before that Um, I mean hopefully they can use what they learned at this one you know, moving on to the next one and kind of have a better idea of what, of what to do.
0: Hmm. Um, question. Did you get any sort of pushback in regards to the, the white line that was on zone Number 1? Uh, just to clarify, the drivers were told that they have to remain above that white line. And if their bumper crosses over that, then they will be deemed a zero. And so I was just curious if you had any sort of pushback, if maybe they wanted you to sort of put the line even further down. Um, What was uh, everyone's take from it?
3: I mean, we heard from, you know, a few people that it started too early or it ended too late, that kind of thing. Um, As far as it being too high on the bank, I don't think it's too high. Um, I mean, you're... This is a like a pro level event. you're competing for a lot of money um if if you're gonna compete, you should be able to run the proper line that's kind of my point of mm-hmm. view on it yeah I didn't, not, to didn't be, a- not to be too harsh but
1: no i mean driving i't i didn't, I, don't, I don't get to drive it, so i don't know how it feels with that line, but definitely looking at the cars go around it even if they're in the middle between the line and the wall, they're still, they're pretty far off the wall.
3: Yeah. So I I didn't think the line is pretty low. Like when we're putting it around the track, you're like, you know, it's, it's pretty dang low. So you got to be pretty far off track. I could see, you know, maybe clipping it at the very end Mm -hmm. um, would be easy to do, but it, basically went from where the zone started to where the zone ended. And technically from the judge's point of view, you're supposed to be on the wall from when the zone starts and when the zone ends. So you shouldn't really be anywhere near that white line on your lead run.
2: Mm -hmm.
3: Hmm. I Um, think most people, sorry, most people, the drivers were definitely happier with the chalk line versus the cones at round yeah. one. Yeah. So we'll keep doing the chalk line as for where it is on track. We'll, we'll make that call when we set up.
1: Yeah. I think it's a good visual, yeah, especially, next, especially for judging. I think that makes it easier. The next round is a crisscross round. So is what the thing goes, the, the track goes crisscross all over each other. <laughs> well, yeah, really? It's all, it's all, it's all infield. Mm it's all infield it's all infield no no bank next round so oh boy yeah and it crisscrosses <laughs> over itself so yeah hmm i gotta look be, at that i didn't look at it up. i'll show you i'd right like to, i like yeah. to be surprised uh, oh so then don't show it on. what are you what are you, what are you doing <laughs> so much for surprise what's the matter hey yeah. oh yeah that is a a bean yeah it's a crisscross but um so that'd be interesting hopefully no rain because it's a lot of the concrete Right. So, um, well, we should be good because we'll be in October. So, it'll be interesting to see this one because, and uh, and the last two rounds are going to be two weeks apart. Yeah. That's another thing. I didn't realize it until this last, it's like like mid October and then beginning of November. So, it's like they're like two weeks apart. Mm. Mm.
0: So, it should be a pretty quick back to back, back to back Back -back almost. Yeah. yeah. Season. Bender. So, yeah, if there's any, uh, car mechanical problems and they gotta like quickly whip it back into shape. Yeah, it should be fine. Cletus's got a good crew.
1: Cletus, got did you did you know Cletus before this?
3: I, mean, I did it, not. No. No.
1: Hmm. Yeah, he's he's pretty cool. I mean, he's he's definitely gonna do that Mustang. Huge difference from last round to this round. He's really yeah. getting a, a handle on it. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. Ho- hopefully, he gets some some seat time in it and gets it, you know, dialed yeah, in, right. comfortable in it. Well.
0: Uh, sort of off-topic. That's not related to uh, clutch kickers. Uh, we have a question in the chat by a uh, Patrick Gooden for <laughs> our uh, guest over here, who writes, "Can you ask when Jeremy's car will be done?" <laughs>
3: ah, uh, I'm I'm shooting for the end of the year, but I said that last year. So, <laughs> hey,
2: me too. Yeah, me too. <laughs>
3: so um yeah no it, it's honestly really close i'll it's been really close for a long time but uh i'll probably tinker on it a little bit tomorrow i just kind of every once in a while spend a a saturday on it so mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: Hmm. Uh, so
1: are you, what are you trying to do an event before the end of the year or is it just something looking forward to next year
3: um, i mean i just I just want my car's just been sitting literally mm. sitting since twenty fifteen and oh wow, for the past few years, I've been kind of like you know doing little things here and there um it's ran the whole time like mechanically it's been good, but I just wasn't it just like wasn't in me to to want to take it out and, and drive it and, you know, do the maintenance and stuff that mm-hmm. I needed to do before that. So I was like, maybe if I, if I do some upgrades and, and
1: make, <laughs> It'll it, motivate you.
3: make it better than it was before, then like, I'll be psyched to, to go out and, you know, take it out, like have a mm-hmm. better car than it was when I was like driving FD. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So that's what I've been, like, doing all this stupid stuff to it and uh, delaying coming to the track. But <laughs> hopefully soon. There's Maybe an we'll event see, uh... in, De- in December that I'm pushing for.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's the um, the Winter Matsuri. Is that the one? Yeah. The one at the firm? Yeah. No. Good I'm deal. Tr- I'm going to try to drive that one, too.
3: I- I've been waiting to put rear brake calipers on my car for, like, six months, so. Maybe I'll, well, get, le- I'll get that. I
0: that's up. easy. <laughs> yeah. That's easy. That's easy. You should bring that on a couple hours if you don't like distract <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I had a question. Sorry, just uh, messed that up. Uh, do you have a piece of advice for the competitors going into round four? Do you think uh, maybe ask more questions in, during the driver's meeting, uh, protest less?
3: Um, always protest less
2: yeah maybe protest less
0: or or more commitment uh, I mean or something that sort of could help these guys out for the next round
3: I think for a lot of people definitely more commitment I mean I don't know how many people I saw that you know were working their way up on the bank and they would like initiate like look good on the wall but would would hesitate and lift for a second and then get back in it and they just lost all their momentum and, and drove down the bank over the white line or like we're driving down off the wall and trying to do things to stay up there but everything they did just made it worse like jamming foot brake or trying to grab handbrake or whatever just making it worse I just think commitment um maybe not setting your car up so grippy that you struggle with it
1: yeah like, i was thinking about that yeah
3: like make it make it easy to, to drive at least through qualifying like i want to see you out there hot dogging it i don't care if it's loose like if you're hitting mm-hmm. hitting your marks on the track and uh you know, doing everything that that we ask you to do, you're going to get a good score. Whether you're, you know, gripped up or your car's easy to drive, and then like do do follow run in practice and see if you're off pace. And if you're not, leave it easy to drive. If you are a little bit off pace, gradually, you know, add some heat to it and and get a little more speed. But you know, we make it easy to drive so you can qualify good. Definitely yeah. words of
1: advice. Well, I mean, that's a great way to kind of wrap this up, uh, for you to give that advice because I know there's one thing that we were talking with um some people uh the day before is that practice was going so miserable because the guys were so gripped up. They're just it, it gets in and we were guilty of this back in the day. A lot of guys were just overemphasized setup, right? They're just like setup, setup. Oh, my car's gotta be it's gotta be dialing perfect that they're not. They're more concerned with their setup than actually putting down consistent runs. And then anytime they make a mistake, they blame it on their setup, right? Um, but uh, I guess um, going into round four, it's going to be exciting. We're glad to have you back. Maybe maybe season four, you'll be behind the driver's seat and not judging. That would be pretty cool <laughs> to hear a rotary out there. I mean, Colette did bring her rotary out, so that was kind of cool to hear that rotary mm-hmm. echoing in that little Thunderdome that the Freedom Factory has there. Um, is there anything else that uh, you're looking forward to when we kind of wrap this up, or looking, no? I mean, uh, I'm,
3: uh, I'm looking looking forward to the next one. I'm looking forward to the uh, the end of the season. Um, yeah. Hopefully, everything everything goes smoothly. We're we're working our way up, so
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, one last thing I have to ask you is, what's the hot spot in Bradenton? We have yet to find a place for an after party. Yeah.
3: Um, I don't really know too much about Bradenton. I'm I'm more of a Sarasota guy.
1: Well, well that's so. not too far away.
3: Yeah, no, I'm I'm just just south of, of Bradenton.
1: Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's your homework for round four. Right, Find a place for the after
3: party. Where the spot is.
1: Yeah, let us know where the spot is. All right, yeah. Jeremy, well, thank you for taking out this time and joining us. Thank you for the high-definition quality picture that you provided. All right. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. And, <laughs> <laughs> and we look forward to not only seeing you next round, but also hopefully seeing you back behind the seat again.
3: All right. Thank you, guys. Wow.
1: All right. Take care, man. Good night. Have a good night. Good night. Yeah. I miss the rotary sounds. Yeah. That's one thing that, you know, I, I, one thing I'm what? just having them come out and just, wah, 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 yeah, you know, the rotary and, sounds. Dan, I love, yeah, yeah that was yeah, great. You know, I'm I don't I'm not a fan of the V8, even though like Alec Huntedale's V8 sounds like a beast, and Jonathan and all those V8s sound great. But I'm just a fan of boost, and not a fan of V8s. Now, uh, hearing hearing rotaries and Mike, hearing rotaries and <laughs> just hearing different engines other than a an, L, an LS based motor, yeah, is a <laughs> it's nice to hear. Yeah, um, yeah, it is. It's and considering that the LSs are really loud. I mean, when compared to uh, like a 1J, a 2J, you barely hear those cars. In comparison. In comparison. Right? Right? Like yeah. like when they go by and you have like a 1J, you know, battling a 2J and they're out there, you're like, oh, they sound like they're ripping. But when you, when you throw like... Alec Huntedale out there with Adam LZ, you don't even hear Adam's car. Yeah, I don't even like, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. You don't even freaking hear Adam's car. I mean, those cars sound oh. like monsters. Actually, it seemed like a lot of times to me, it seemed like Alec Huntedale was like fighting his car. He seemed like he was, he looked very like he was under steering. He seemed like he was too gripped up almost. Oh, I mean, you're gripped up in the back, maybe, yeah, but the like he front, couldn't let was off. Loose. Anytime he let off, he would like almost the front, straight. well, the front would lose. Yeah, yeah. the front would just had, couldn't stay where where he was aiming it, I right. guess. Um, It was weird. It's like I was saying before. It's like every round, it seems like some other random car driver is the like the fastest. So who was it this round? Like this round for me was Narenin. Naren. Yeah. I think his car looked the best. It was the most hooked up. It was to me. It looked like it was the fastest. Yeah, um, round one was round, definitely Conor Rosoli. Conor Rosoli, that thing was just like a freaking rocket. What about last round? Then? And then last round, I want to say the fastest that I saw. I don't know if it was. I don't know if it was McDowell or, or I think it was Alec. Alec looked pretty freaking fast. But it's also kind of hard because last round was, was in the infield. Yeah, so it's very hard to tell. On the infield, Alec looked way more dialed last round than this round. The car just looked like it couldn't mm-hmm. keep its front grip um, yeah. at all. It looked like he definitely needed more front grip. Yeah, and Taylor Hole not doing himself any favors as far as the point race taking that, that taking that car, car. Yeah, but yeah. I mean his the, you know his yeah, car cool. I think is was also th- in Seattle, so, yeah, so you know I get it. Um, hmm. Kind of hard to go move that back and forth. He should have just kept the Cadillac. As his his uh, I don't know I wonder does he sell the Cadillac I think he sold the deal I think I'm saying he should have kept that for clutch kickers and uh, then built. I think it's either hundred thousand I mean he probably sold that car for plus a hundred thousand well, so I don't know I if guess you, yeah if you think about it Timmy yeah, you know I yeah, I like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you put it like that yeah I guess you're right yeah a hundred thousand dollars or keep it <laughs> hundred thousand dollars <laughs> hundred thousand dollars sounds pretty good yeah I'll take that yeah yeah yeah, yeah 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 all right so Ben what do you have for us next
0: um do you well, I was actually gonna get something else up, but do you want to quickly go over how the the trip went for us? Or sure, yeah. So the That's trip true. went great. It was no, crazy. I'm just saying. So it next. was
1: it was good. We we um we found our own little spot on the way up, even though Paul says it's horrible. But I think it's great. The little Celtic ray. Um, I can't eat more any more fish and chips, man. You well, see? there's money. There's plenty on the menu. I can't though. eat any more fish and chips, even though it looks like I can. There's there's. <laughs> <laughs> No, there's there's plenty of other things that I'm in. Anyhow, I enjoy it obviously so much more because we can get up there and back so much quicker. So it's been way more pleasurable going up to these events. And um, but I will tell you, we had an interesting hotel issue at first with the whole oh, yeah. I think I'm still suffering from that, dude. Yeah, yeah. So, so we get to the hotel. And this is the same hotel we stayed at last time. Everything was great last time. This time, we get there, and Paul's like, man, I smell epoxy. Sure enough, we get to the third floor. The second floor? I think it was second floor. First. Hey, no, you got to give me props floor. for that. I knew exactly what it was right when we walked in. I give you props. props. So Anyways, whatever. So we get there, and it's just like just instant, almost instant headache. Reeks. Re- I mean, like really bad. Really, really bad. Ended up there resurfacing the tubs with epoxy with epoxy <laughs> so so we get another room go to that room and then all the beds are upside down and all over the place so i was like okay we can't go here so the third i guess you know third time was a charm we got on the fourth floor and everything was good
0: and everything ended up working. well out okay.
1: no i mean we, we got to see what the contractors their their wonderful job that they did
0: oh yeah uh, it was so what he started breaking down their work? Well, oh yeah, there was yeah. epoxy
1: on the on the, on the on the counter. Yeah,
2: what?
0: Well, well so drips of epoxy it, on yeah. the counter.
1: It's nothing to do with cars, but yeah. we're just <laughs> telling you about our stay. But anyways, <laughs> it was definitely the lowest bidder that got this job. Right. Yeah. Because they're epoxying the, the the rooms at like nine o'clock at night. Not a good <laughs> idea with people living or like staying on that floor. Yeah. Anyhow, so so that was. But then we ended, that worked out good. So we get to the event. Um, things are the schedules moved up a little bit. So a little more rushed. Um, I want to thank Jeff and his crew because a huge difference from uh, round one to this round in just the uh, efficiency of everything, how well everybody was dialed in. It seemed like everything was on point. It seemed like everything went smoother.
0: Uh, just to clarify, you're talking about Jeff from Dread in the Garage who's yep. uh, handling the the live stream for the uh, Clutch Kicker series.
1: Yes, absolutely. And and I appreciate his his counsel as far as and helping me and you improve each other and also help guiding us through the process it's been it makes me and ben better at what we do and and we all there's always room to grow right right um so we're thankful for them we're also thankful for cletus for just continuing to just help clutch kickers i'm really hoping that the clutch kickers the live stream is helping them out because they i know they really we want to see us keep going on um for, for for years to come but anyhow uh, it was great to get there and and talk with Brandon Whitnick. I think that's the longest conversation I've been able to hold with Brandon Whitnick. A lot of times, hey, how you been? Right. That kind of thing. So it was cool to be able to spend a little more time with some of the drivers. Um, that is probably the highlight of my weekend. Not so much the announcing. It's <laughs> fun, but it's stressful. because is it? Huh? Is it? Yeah, it is stressful because um, I'm my worst critic, and I listen to myself, and oh, I hate listening yeah. to myself just like...
0: I think there's actually science behind it. I think I actually looked into it and there's apparently there's uh, it's pretty common for you to hate your own voice. And it may not necessarily, maybe for you it may not necessarily be the voice, but maybe your mannerisms that you take issues with. That's what I take weird. Oh, you do? Okay. I, the,
1: my, the tone of my voice... Why do I
0: hate your voices? <laughs>
1: <laughs> the tone of my voice...
0: Because you hate everything, Paul. Come on. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> I've got the point where I know that my voice is what it is, so there's nothing I can do about that. But learning how to speak better is something I have to strive for. Saying certain words like unfortunately <laughs> or uh, Gosh, no stranger to this or no stranger to that. Well, you, you fix no that. No stranger. I'm, I'm getting better with that. Right. So now what I've walked away with, and I say it a lot, I'm just trying to get used to every day not using those words. So, you know, uh-huh. and uh, filler words. I'm trying ah. to get rid of filler words. And I, I, one thing I noticed is I have to speak slower. I try to talk too fast, and it sounds like gurgled, mumble. President Obama, you have to space no, your words No, but that's too out. slow. <laughs> but see, no. I well, think it's a good pace. Well, it, it, I think it is, but I need to be clear. So you say that, right? But then if you watch um, soccer, those guys talk fast. Oh, yeah.
0: But and it's it, fast-paced action. It's
1: fast soccer. Yeah. Fast paced action
0: it, when you they're kicking the ball around and they mm. have to like name each uh, uh, person that they pass it off to and how they're setting up for the go I mean, or for the cross mm. or for a play or if they're going back, I guess, or they, you know, how much soccer do you
1: watch? I, I've, I've been watching, trying to watch different announcers and sportscasters and listen to them uh, okay. and see how they, you know, do what their job uh. know, like announce and their different styles and everything. Um. And like to Paul's point, find how to be excited or bring energy without yelling, because then that oh. that harms the voice. <laughs> I mean, he's right, he's right. But at the same, when I listened to it, it wasn't he was over exaggerating. I didn't think I was screaming into the mic. I didn't, I didn't think say you was were screaming. That. I said you were loud. Right, but, but you I was you loud. Were... I was definitely. You you basically said you're talking exactly the same, but louder, and that wasn't the case definitely not the case so i take a little bit of what he says and i throw away i peel off all the garbage <laughs> all the garbage on the outside and i'm like oh this, oh, this is this actually is useful there's a little nugget of truth here right and i'm like okay i will i will use that right i will use that a little bit and i'll throw everything else away so that 10 percent of uh, helpful advice that i got from i'll take it and i'll use it to hopefully make myself better for next round right yeah what was your high what was like so what was your question what was my highlight or how did everything go I think,
0: uh, well, no, no, the, the question that sort of started off mm-hmm. was is like, how was the trip overall? Yeah. So we're kind of like working through it. Right. And uh, we're getting to the event. But um, I thought that I,
1: it was going very good up until like the top eight. And it just, with all the
0: protests and all the other stuff, I thought it lost a lot of steam. That okay. was
1: my take yeah. over the whole
0: event. Okay, uh, before we get to that, one thing I do want to mention is, and you sort of, you, you touched on it, is that I want to thank the drivers for taking the time to stop what they're doing. I know it's high pace and there's a lot of things going on. A lot of relentless for, stuff going on. For, for, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but I want to thank the drivers for taking the time to talk with us. I mm-hmm. mean, I know it may not necessarily be like their favorite thing to do. Mm-hmm. It's like, why why do I have to stop what I'm doing to talk to these fools? Mm-hmm. Um So and I think it's it's not only a matter of just wanting to I mean, for me, it's generally wanting to get to know these people. It's like, what brings them here? Well, it's What's the story behind them. And then sort of getting those pieces of information and putting it into a a palatable format in order for us to then present it out to the world to see, like, Mm -hmm. okay, well, these are the highlights. And these Mm -hmm. are the things that uh, we could quickly mention, because really, there's not a lot of time between when they're called up burnout box Mm -hmm. line up and then go yeah i
1: I think what and i don't know if like Jared Deanna does this or if any other announcers in drifting do this as much or or feel the same way about it as we do is that we're asking the questions like you said it is we do appreciate the drivers taking their time and not just giving us information but also showing us love like will couch did with his relentless clothes giving us some shirts and stuff Mm -hmm. but the reason why we're doing it is because we want to build their fan base. We want to have as much information to share with those fans that are watching not just live but on the live stream as well in order to make them relatable. And they may not – maybe the certain drivers don't realize how important that is, but if they're taking Drifting seriously, the more people they can get to just follow our Instagram or support them or know their name or – can relate right it could be something like uh i forget what driver it was they they played i think it was brandon mcdowell or one of the drivers they said that they um they played baseball or they're you know they they, they 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 did some other type of sport right well there's young fans out there that maybe they're in a little league team right and they're out there watching drifting for the first time and and they find out this this drifter he plays baseball too and they associate themselves and people that's what they do that's what we do as just as humans is we, we want to uh, see ourselves in successful people because then it's going to um, – it just something that you may just be um, encouraging the next drifter to come out, get the car or get behind the wheel or something, whatever it is. But you're building a fan base and you're building a relationship with people you may not ever meet, mm-hmm. but if we can make you relatable to the audience – it's going to help you, not with just your program, but it's going to help with the show as well.
0: And, and one other thing to add to that is the when you look at the social, like you could be a follower on their social media channels mm-hmm. and you will often get like the end product. You see that they're like sliding and they're, they're getting photos taken mm-hmm. and so forth. But what we're sort of trying to do is sort of get you to get the audience to understand it's like, okay, well, yeah, they're out, there sliding, they're sliding, they're killing it. But mm-hmm there was these struggles these challenges that they went through that Mm. they're not necessarily uh broadcasting out to the world or Mm -hmm. maybe they didn't have a camera or or something to sort uh document it Mm -hmm. and be able to sort of say like hey look like yes you could get to this point but Mm -hmm. you have to go through all these uh situations Mm -hmm. just to get to it just the same way how um you know, the case in point what happened with Savio where, yeah, the Saturday we saw the car on fire, right, and you would think like, okay, well, he's out. Mm-hmm. And then if there was no way for anybody to document what happened with the car afterwards, where everybody uh, worked around the clock to mm-hmm. get the car back up and going, right. you would think like, oh, well, I mean, this fire wasn't necessarily serious because right. from one day to the next. He was able mm. to get the car back up and running, but that's not really true. I mean, that's right. just... And, I
1: mean, and all these backstories is what makes the event uh, so appealing to a lot of people, right? You get these these hardships. Yes, it sucks for a lot of drivers that are going through it, but for those that are watching, those that are either watching live or those those onlookers that are, are, are focused in on the event, these are all maybe a low light for like Savio, right? His car caught kind on of fire, but... It, it just makes everything exciting. And it's... So I'm going to re- go back a little bit. Some of my best memories were some of the worst times mechanically for my vehicle mm-hmm. or something breaking down. Oh, yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? A dip. <laughs> my oh, dip. <laughs> <and laughing at laughs> but, but what I'm saying, yeah, I mean, all <laughs> kinds of stuff. Like, I look back on everything that I've done, whether it be racing or car shows, all the stuff that I've done throughout you know my life, the highlights that I remember the most... Were those times that seemed most dismal? Mm-hmm. And how either somebody came through and saved the day, or we were able to pull together and accomplish something, or maybe not. Maybe just call it. We we put a valiant effort forth, but we're unable to succeed at that task. But there was still, I look back at the camaraderie that I had with those in around me and what we went through to achieve those goals are some of my best memories. So on camera, like his car catching on fire. Or Alec Hunterdale hitting the wall, or this the second time he hit the wall, right? Right. Uh, these are things that it they're they make they make the event worth watching. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean it just it adds that diversity in all these different situations, watching drivers pull through, be able to push past all those difficulties and still go on. And that's that's what makes it exciting. So whatever we can do as announcers to provide everybody that's watching our live stream with as much information on you guys, please help us out. If you don't, that's fine. We're never going to intrude. Um, but anything, we're always open. You can always message us on drift sessions and, uh, we'll do whatever we can to support you guys.
0: Right. And, um, If you see us around the pits and we're sort of like hesitant to go like up, it's mainly because we're we know you're working around the clock to get the car running, so Mm -hmm. we're just trying to just not intrude or Mm -hmm. break up the flow of things, and um, and then worst case scenario is like I mentioned, you could just send us a message, and I think a lot of drivers, uh, well. I want to say a lot, but there was a good amount of drivers actually reached out to us during mm. the event and kind of gave us updates as to what was happening mm-hmm. uh behind the scenes, like Brandy Noah mm. breaking axles. Yeah. Uh back to back and Brandon McDowell. And Brand Brandon McDowell, where yeah, it was the axle first and then the engine, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so these are moments that it's um we talked about it before where we could just speculate what what's going on, mm-hmm. like when Brandon McDowell um just all of a sudden just lost drift and it mm-hmm. was oh one tire fire all mm-hmm. right we're Literally. thinking like it <laughs> was <Yeah. laughs> we're thinking like oh it's a differential or something like that but instead yeah. it was it was the axle right and so mm-hmm. just to kind of zero in on that to kind of get clarity mm-hmm. and so we don't speculate i think it's sort no of speculation a, a speculation
1: no speculation right so what do you got for us ben
0: um no um it, it's so you nothing. The, wait what he's got it's, nothing Oh, I thought talking? you had something else. Had no, no, we were talking to you. Oh, we were just talking? <laughs> just right. Talking. Oh. No, I, I was just talking about the yeah. trip. And oh, yeah, then, yeah, You yeah. know, we, we, we dealt with the <laughs> He thought you were teeing up something. I thought you were te- entire... Yeah, I thought you oh, were I winding was it up. was talking
1: to you the whole time. How would you tee nothing, nothing up? I, I don't know. I
0: have things queued up. See? I have things queued up. I just want to He's go got over stuff over in the queue. Because oftentimes when... Uh, we don't get the opportunity to go over the details mm-hmm. as to what happened. Mm-hmm. And maybe, you know, maybe people are curious or not.
1: I yeah, know. I do. I'm just... going to drop a little teaser for next episode that you guys don't know about. But what? it's something Ooh. I want to talk about okay. before I forget. Because I know if I wait to the end like I was trying to do, I'm going to forget. And I'm telling myself. Right. You better mention it now because you forget. One of the topics I want to talk about next time is people using their influence to change events. Or
4: Oh, okay. I know okay, we're going to talk
1: about that next. So if you guys are watching now, that's what I want to talk about next time. And and I'll go over some more detail, but people using their their clout to change things, whether it be event rules or whether it be uh not have to follow the rules like everybody else kind of thing.
0: Okay. Interesting right. topic.
1: Oh yeah? yeah. Yeah. I got some stuff. I <laughs> got some stuff.
0: Yeah. Anyways. Um, so what we got next. Yeah, but no, just kinda like <laughs> mm-hmm. or wrap it up, but um glad that when we were able to get Drew. We finished. No mm-hmm. major issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, just to, I agree with what you said with the whole thing with Alec and Josiah. Kind of just brought things to a halt mm-hmm. where we had a good flow going, and then it was just like, okay, well then it was just a significant amount of downtime. Mm-hmm. Um, it's good to see Paul was, was with us again. Well, working the graphics. Yeah, actually,
1: not, I read him right this time. And, and you, were you leaving me on the like? Some of the calls came through right. kind of slower. Like, oh, one more time. A little first for this person? Oh, I, yeah. I totally played it. Like, a, like that. Oh, yeah. Any chance I have a chance? Because anytime <laughs> I'm watching the judges with coming with their results and I'm seeing them. So I'm like, oh, I can totally play it to where it looks like this guy's going to yeah, win. You did that a and then times. shabam. Yeah. he it plays won, with not. emotions. Yeah. yeah. I like to play I was play like, wait, what's going emotions. on? So yeah. at least I was more aware. That's, that's the only fun part of my job is that <laughs> I get to display results. And sometimes, so like if I have a. Like, if say, if one judge went with one um, guy and the other one with the other guy and then one did it one more time, well, obviously, that's going to be a one more time, so I'm going to do this judge went this way, this judge went this way, and then, and then, this then judge- I delay the one more time <laughs> a little bit, and I, boom, hit it with the one more time, <laughs> boom, it's one more time. No, that's, that's yeah. That's no. excitement, too. Yeah, I like it. It does. I yeah, think that's no, great. It's, uh, I like doing it, so I yeah. have fun. I think that's good.
0: I- I'm glad you had fun because I had my uh, fun. you looked stressed out. Not as much as no, this last time. I'm kidding. No, the last of the first it. first of it. Yeah. Was
1: <laughs> I was pissed the first event. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, what the hell is this?
0: Yeah. I don't work. All right. Cool. Uh, so uh, for those of you, uh, those of you who missed the live stream baldigle.com, that's what happened and if you're not you could feel free to wait for the uh, for the public viewing to be released at the Clutchickers uh YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. So be sure to check that out. And then round four is seeing place when? October twenty. Uh, I should have these, these things queued up. Sorry, it's um. I sorry.
1: think that's 20, 23rd or twenty second the twenty fourth. That happens. It's October twenty first to twenty third. Okay, that's close. And then after that, it's November eleventh to thirteenth, oh. and mm-hmm. that's the wild card round. So fans oh. and drivers will vote be uh, for the previous. Oh, this just in. What I got a message on offer up. Is this still available? Well, really? Oh, boy. I get that a lot. I get it all the time. Okay. I'm oh, sorry.
0: Uh, wh- here we go. One no. of the things I do wanted to mention and highlight. Oh, is- wow. Whoa, look at
1: SFL drifters. Oh, Woo. Wow. A- is that the red? That is red smoke tires. Oh, yeah. Look at that. What do you got?
0: Yeah, that's it. So oh, Jeremy's or-
1: car before the body kit. No, oh, that's funny.
0: Right so this was our first encounter well for everyone here this was the first encounter with jeremy lowe at uh, homestead mammy speedway we talked the about the first it?
1: encounter really
0: well for all of us this is back in december uh 2007 this, I thought this is
1: 2007
0: this is 2007
1: oh my god i told you yeah it right. started, started look at that you see that red tires yeah they were they were like get
0: him off the track mm. oh
1: look at eric sd that's sd Wait, yeah I Oh, no, that's Pop. Was, is that that's Esty? Yeah, no, no, yeah I Pablo.
0: This thing was had it all, all of his photos together, but uh, I guess. well,
1: now let's go look at the rest. Maybe one, you dude. started at the um, so this is hey, there, Sean. Oh, Sean. That's, Juan. that's yeah. one, that's <laughs> one. Hey, now it's Kyle. File? Clean Five. Esty five. Five. left a five out. It's Eric Maul, not the maker of the Pistons, just last name Maul in your face. Yep. Oh, why like? Oh, that's there's Pablo. Pablo. Yeah, yeah, that's the car. He, his his helmet flew out the other side of the car. And yeah, there's Jeremy. Wow, yeah, it's like you look back and all these cars are like mostly stock, and, <laughs> right? And and these were like the best drivers at the time. Because yeah, because we remember we were we we're selecting drivers to do this demo. This was a demo well, at the, the best, Homestead yeah, the best of the uh, Speedway, Miami. And these were the best drivers in
0: Florida. Were yeah. around at the time.
1: Yeah. So. And just looking back at these cars, you're just like, wow, it, there's not even a body kit on it. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> hmm.
0: All right. So there was that. Then the other thing I wanted to uh, highlight with you guys is... Wait, wait, this. wait a second. What?
1: Can you pull... It? Does Does Jeremy still have his profile? So one thing I found interesting about Jeremy oh, you're, Lowe's... You're, you're, <laughs> Jeremy's Lowe's. No, no. We always used to have these. You'd have a quote. You have your, your forum name. Oh. And then you would have a quote. Pull up uh, Jerry's, Jerry's, Jeremy's Jerry's member. Jerry's profile. I'm just, I'm just curious if you could pull it up. Uh, okay, hang on. Let's see. Uh, it would be FC... BMX something, right? Didn't he have FCX BMX? Wasn't it like yeah, that? FC three. And does I wonder if it's, if it if it's still there? Is it still there? <laughs> Oh, um, now it's gone no signatures yeah no he oh, changed signature it. yeah that's he when, he, when he went pro he took that out of there yeah, yeah. so <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, we'll leave it alone yeah okay. it's better if he doesn't know now uh, he knows he doesn't know he's gotta know he doesn't know he's gotta know there's I, no way he's no just he's
0: gotta know he'll never know
1: all right he'll never know well, i'll tell him <laughs> gentlemen
0: are you ready for the future
1: no, I hate <laughs> the future. The future sucks. <laughs> okay. Well, I want to go back to the past. Wait, wait, You're hold on. Wait, look at mine. Look at mine, actually. What? Are you look serious? Up, look at mine Yeah, Look at mine. Yeah, look at this. is Look at Shoppa. This. Shoppa. I think that's what I left. Shoppa.
0: Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay. Search over here. Shoppa. Was it Shoppa? I think Ooh. so.
1: No. No. Try, what was uh Mac Murphy? You don't even remember? I don't remember. What I changed. It, I changed my was thing. It all Pecon? the freaking no, no. Mac. No. Oh. There he is.
0: What are you looking for?
1: His signature. Oh, oh yeah, signature. Was, that that was it right there. But it's it's it, the picture. <laughs> <laughs> the
2: picture is no longer <laughs> valid. Oh okay. All right. All right. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right.
0: Let's see. Where was I? Oh yeah, this thing. The future sucks. Bam. Look at that. Oh, what the The freaking hell is that? Yeah. um,
1: The future is not bright. Dismal.
0: Right. So uh, recently, Dodge announced that they're going to get discontinued the, both uh, the Charger and the Challenger, both popular takeover vehicles. And one of the vehicles that they decided to replace it with is this new Dodge Smurly Charger shm- Daytona SRT concept. So they smurged them together. An all-electric <laughs> vehicle that will soon take over the streets and you may find that a takeover near you. And mm-hmm. Hunger Games
1: will probably start right after that's released. Uh, <laughs> maybe so.
0: But in any case, that's the then- way of Let's he's going. Look at
1: this. So Thank pick you. a faction, everybody. Pick a faction.
0: <laughs> well, is it the car's running. Oh, it is? Yeah, well, you can't hear it. So. Oh, yeah. It's, it's electric. electric. It's That's electric. Right. It, it, it. So one so of the interesting things it... So it's about got the it?
1: Challenger front end and the Charger rear end? I guess so. Yeah, actually, yeah, you're right. Look like that, right? Like it's right. similar. It. It's. You weird. know what it kind of reminds me of?
2: Mm. Have
1: you guys ever seen that old movie, The Black Hole? No? No.
0: Hmm. Maximilian the- Maximilian.
1: It was a character. It was a robot. Okay. Reminds me of that. Hey, wait. It's two doors. The Charger yeah. never came two doors, did it?
0: Oh, you were- yeah, well, the old ones did. Yeah, but yes. no, the new ones. Not the new ones. Well, no. That's cool.
1: Hmm. That's I think the I think it's the, too tall. Uh, yeah. I think the back though, like this they, they should have shortened up the back a little bit. I don't know. I don't like it because it's electric. And it's got a wing that's in the a front. It's got a you wing don't the
0: like front. the looks. You don't like. I the, won't even entertain uh, anything else. I won't even
1: even cool. entertain anything else because uh, it's because okay. it's all electric. Right. the hell is with the triangle? It's the Illuminati.
0: Oh no, know. that's I think the brand for uh, the, the the stellantis. It throws a dodge.
1: It says Dodge Charger Daytona SRT Concept. Fre- what does yeah, that say? The, the Fred Zonic? The
0: parent comp- Fre- uh, The parent company is Stellantis or Stellantis. The parent company. Yeah, that's the parent company.
1: Oh, it's, uh, that's the person who owns Dodge. Yep. I thought the Chrysler owned Dodge. Not anymore. The wheels so are ugly.
0: But then they got bought up
1: and wheels are ugly. I actually like those wheels. I'm sorry. I think those wheels are cool. Oh, you should Dave. apologize. What the hell is that? A screaming man. It? What, do you yeah, have? what Usually is it's a Hellcat, but that's... That looks like Batman. It's a demon, I guess? I don't know. Uh, I like yeah, the the Hellcat, the demon.
3: Oh. Well,
1: it it's
0: moving. Yeah, it and sounds like it has an engine.
1: engine. What do you mean it sounds like it has an engine? I hear something rumbling. Why would it sound like that? Well, it produces sounds. You know, but then. what I'm saying is, like, if you're going to make an electric car, make it sound like an electric car, right?
0: So, how is an electric car wee supposed to wee. sound?
1: Like nothing. Like boringness. <laughs>
0: right? Ah, okay. So, it
1: should don't make an electric car sound like. There it
0: is. That's the sound. That's the sound we're looking for, ladies and gentlemen. It what? makes noise. But it's not even a good move.
1: Why? Good. Why Wait, would you do that? You remember that speaker? Oh, oh, I don't know. I was, I was thinking about it. That's what they have in it. <laughs> I bet you they do. They have that muffler speaker. Well, what I'm saying is it it's doesn't have an engine in it, so don't give it an engine sound. Make it sound like the Jetsons mobile, right? I mean, don't... <laughs> yeah. It's like almond milk, Paul. This is like almond milk of vehicles. Yes, yeah, is the... Fake it's not milk, so don't milk. call it milk. Nut milk. I like the freaking interior, though. That's pretty cool. The, what? The seats are nice, yeah, that's it. Yeah, the seats it. are cool. I don't know. It's a big. Uh, well, I mean, why would you even put? Who at least, that? at least, this went, is it. That person should be taken off YouTube. Well, hey, I look. I want
0: to hear it again.
1: What I like is that when it take when they do a takeover now, not only will there be people ran over, the cars will be ignited on fire from the batteries.
2: Mm-hmm. So oh.
1: it'll be That'd on be fire. Takeover. Okay are they doing that that
0: sounds very menacing lady. it
1: sounds like a v6 sounds like the like the v6 camaro sounds stupid it sounds
0: horrible
2: yeah. hey maybe you <laughs> can, can, you can you hack
0: upload in- rotary sounds maybe if you hack into the system you're able to do that you can upload a rotary who knows oh well well that was that that
1: is disappointing. That sucked, man. The world is not bright. The future is not bright. Well, it's for cars. I'm telling you, not too long after this, they're going to separate us into factions, <laughs> and you're going to have the electric the car faction and the, the non-charger, electric, non-charger people. No, the electric car factions <laughs> put me back in the you know the 80s uh, car faction. Mm. That's where I'll be, mm-hmm. a miner digging in dirt. Oh,
0: for was, was there
1: something um, having my children snatched away by the EV people? You know, what we people. need to start doing is figuring out how to convert corn to ethanol. That's already been. What do you mean? What do you mean? We need to learn how to do that because otherwise, there's not going to be eventually any we can gas. We biodiesel. Biodiesel? Yeah, and just go what to McDonald's do you do about to diesel. The freaking hell, is that? People do that all the time, don't they? They take no. like old cooking oil and they use it to to power the vehicle. So, no. Yeah, biodiesel. No. Yeah, man. What are you pulling up now?
0: Uh, This is something that Paul wanted to show us.
1: Oh, Oh, this is interesting. Yeah, What What is is this? Let me... So uh, it's a... um, So what's kind of cool... you want to set it up?
0: No, 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 Go ahead. I'm setting it up on my end. Go ahead.
1: I ran into this online the other day, and I'm like, whoa, virtual engine. This guy actually simulates... Oh, he makes an engine sound simulator. So that, that graphic is not just a graphic. It's actually simulating how an engine would sound.
2: How does it do that? Well, I don't
1: know. Programming and mathematics, he has developed a way to make the engine actually sound like a real engine because it is. It's actually combusting and, you know, taking in the air and taking it out all through simulation. So, so, it's so, not real, so can Hey,
4: what's up guys, and oh. welcome back. He explains the whole What thing. you just watched was a real-time internal combustion engine simulation that I've been working on for the past few months. Now, I've always been pretty disappointed with the quality of car engine sounds in games, and when I used so, to play PlayStation 2 back in the day and knew absolutely nothing about programming, I often wondered why it wasn't possible to just realistically simulate the entire engine. Yeah. Well, I figured that it was finally time to answer this question for myself.
0: So here's a prime prime example of
4: one of these bad car engine sounds. I know that's just horrible.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Now, I know that most
4: of these are optimized for performance, so I don't expect them to be perfect. But I still think that they can be improved. But what exactly makes it bad in the first place? Well, first of all, engines sound different under different conditions. So for example, an engine is gonna sound different when it's idling compared to when it's under heavy load or when it's decelerating. And I feel like this is often overlooked in a lot of these games. Engines also have non-linear response characteristics. And what I mean by this is that the gas pedal does not dictate a speed to the engine. Like it might in the case of electric motors. It simply opens some throttle plates and allows the engine to freely choose its own speed. And this is obviously regulated by how much air is going into the engine. In real life, this looks kind of like this. Notice how the engine might take some time to react to that input, and there are a lot of complex factors that give every engine sort of a unique character. We're going to watch this whole My thing, My goal this with this project cool. was really to cool, replicate all of this complexity this, in digital form.
1: the thing that he's showing right there, the, you can keep it playing. The, visual, the visualization and is create not a virtual engine that I can interact with it in yeah, real it, time. It,
4: the, visualization. So let me visualization. explain how this works. Yes. Not, so the first thing is a rigid body simulator simulates all of the interactions between the internal components, like the crankshaft and connecting rods and pistons. Usually, this is called your so rotating they have something assembly. For rotaries? I wrote no. this physics engine a few months ago and hmm. I made a video about it if you're interested. Now, I want to emphasize that this is not. Some sort of Boing. visualization. This is totally yes. legit. It is a rigid body simulation, and just to prove it, I can remove some of the links, and all of a sudden we have. <laughs> <whatever> in <it is. laughs> so other words, one. all yeah, the forces between the Woo. links, including Yay, things like inertia, around, like even a even the sliding friction do. between the cylinder walls and the pistons, are taken into consideration in this simulation. I also implemented a physically realistic fluid simulation to handle the airflow between the cylinders and the other parts of the engine. I tried to take as few shortcuts as possible, so there aren't really any tricks or shenanigans here. The air molecules and the bulk velocity of that air is simulated in a realistic way as it travels through the engine, and a physically accurate amount of energy is released when that fuel is burned. Even the speed of the flame propagation in the cylinder is very accurately simulated. This entire simulation, by the way, has to run at around 80,000 frames per second to remain stable. So it had to be heavily optimized. And I'll show you what happens if it runs any slower. Basically, your engine just grenades into the fourth dimension immediately. If it doesn't run at 80,000 frames, it doesn't... Like, gone, gone. The pressure <laughs> wave that is created in the exhaust system is sent directly to a separate thread that then converts it into an audio signal. The final audio so signal basically, he takes plain the, white pressure. noise, he calculates a little the pressure bit of equalization, produce, and a filter and he which filters approximates it the to sound propagation with pattern sound. within the exhaust huh. system. So here's a demonstration starting with the base pressure wave, which kind of sounds a little bit uninteresting. It's really cool. And once all of the added processing is there, you can see that it sounds a little bit more familiar. Can't really hear it, but...
2: That's
1: before processing. And then that's after filtering it. Yeah. What's cool is he can, uh, he can change the setup. He can make it in line. He can do you know, two cylinders, one cylinder. He can also do, like, horsepower. I wonder if that's working. That's a lot of time to spend. I don't know how to make time on this
4: but he's probably really good at what he does. The simulation is actually so accurate that it can predict horsepower curves given a set of engine specifications, usually to within 10%. And I'll show you how that works in a minute. These engine specifications are defined in a piranha screen. That's That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. That's different.
1: That was a cool cool thing for like, um, Hmm. you know, for games. Like, why can't a game use this instead of recording sounds of cars? I mean... Even if it's a just a small like a, like a like a like a more of an arcadey game like that one that the, she showed, but you know not like Forza, but you know some of the Forza sounds even to now are still horrible.
0: Right. But I was just thinking. Now the last thing he mentioned is that he could get the horsepower estimate within like ten percent. Right. Just just so, by
1: using the dimensions he came up with.
0: So you could really. Maybe to like drawing some numbers if you're kind of like uh-huh. curious as to what modifications, uh, you you're yeah, your that's thing interesting. I that could kind of assimilate what power output you might get out of it, hmm.
1: yeah. Well, I thought it was pretty cool and interesting, and i never seen anything like that before. And the fact that he even could do it, which was crazy, which I've never seen that. So, typically, how they do game audio is they just record cars. Hmm um and then they sample them and then
2: mm-hmm.
1: oh, you don't get the what he he goes on to further about how car games never have when you um when you're downshifting mm-hmm. and you're engine braking how it never sounds right mm-hmm. he go, he can simulate engine braking really well, easy he would know braking engines yeah most recently I didn't uh, downshift. That's the that <laughs> yeah. You didn't upshift. That was the problem. I, oh <laughs> my god! No, you <laughs> know what I think it was, and now that I think back to it is I hit a very large puddle, and the car kind of ran rough. I think I started to bend the rod when I I think I got some water in there, and I, I bent the rod by eating water um, in the mm-hmm. engine. So Could be, and then you know a little bit of bent rod, and then then sending it to seven thousand oh. RPM, sent it out the side of the for ten car. minutes straight. Yeah, was well, not ten minutes. Nine.
0: Anyways. No. Anyhow. Any uh, anything else uh, you guys want to add? I think I uh, pretty much uh, covered everything for the most part. No. Nope, no. Nope, um, no. Nope. The one thing, the one small tidbit that I want to add, because you went over the standings pretty quickly, mm-hmm. uh, is that Adam, LZ, and Alec Honda are right now the only two back-to-back round winners. Okay. Right, for the whole series. So last season was Alec. He won uh, round four and round five back-to-back. And now we have Animal Z with winning round one and three, if you want to consider that back-to-back. Uh,
1: I guess you can't really consider it back-to-back because there was an event in between, but two rounds. Right. Running two, and maybe not back-to-back, but two rounds.
0: Oh, yeah, that's true. Hmm. That goes against my stat. Okay, well then. Scratch that. Scratch that in any case. Uh, two weeks from now? Two weeks from now? Two weeks from yeah. now. What are we doing two weeks from now? Oh,
2: we do forgot, we hours. forgot our announcement.
0: Uh, the, 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 the. Oh, yeah, no? don't worry about it. Just It's in the can. Don't worry about it. Let, he wants, let, he let wants
1: it. it to actually come to fruition. Is that what it is? Are you worried if we talk about what's going on that it's not going to happen?
0: No, not that. It's just uh, there's uh, like one or two amount of details I want to like work out. Just uh, to okay, for, you know, so well. next, but I mean. He's making
1: shirts. He's making banners. But the thing he's is, getting, is like how many weeks do we have before that said thing happens? How many weeks? No, it happens two weeks from now. I know. That's what I'm saying. We may not go back on again. We can go live that night, the night before. No, we have time. Oh, is it the week before that we go oh, back on again? Next, it's next weekend, actually. Sorry, yeah, guys. we're good. Okay, what's the week? Good? The events next weekend.
0: No, it's not. Yes, it is. It's something else. What?
1: Let's okay. just wrap it up. All right, before, okay. uh, all right. I'll you take know, your word for it.
0: There's, time. There's time. There's okay. time. Any case, uh, folks, uh, thank you for tuning in, and uh, we hope you appreciate, uh, enjoy the show, and well, we will be back two weeks from now. Take care and good night.